Are you ready for some more football history? Well, how about the best NFL players that wore jersey number 96? We have these stories of the greatest players wearing this jersey number to continue on our football by numbers, and we have them coming up in just one moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PixieAndDispatch.com, your portal to positive football history. And we are in our Football by Numbers series once again in Jersey number 96. What's really winding down now. We're getting down near the nitty-gritty and the end. The highest numbers in football on the Jersey number are coming up. And 96 has some great players. Now remember... 1984 is when the NFL sort of released the numbers in the 90s to be worn by linebackers and defensive linemen. So most of these players we're going to be talking about are more of the modern era, but there were some in the 90s back before the NFL had the restrictions, you know, back in the early 50s and before that, I believe. Uh, but mostly today we'll be talking about some more modern players that most of us will remember seeing playing. And the Hall of Fame calls out two players that wore jersey number 96 that are in Canton, Ohio, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And those are uh, Cortez Kennedy and Richard Dent. Richard Dent, he wore that jersey number for one season. And we spoke about him the other day on our Jersey by Numbers and uh, had quite a bit to say about him. And we're not going to dismiss him yet, but he just had that one season. And uh, we'll find out more about him uh, when you go to our other episodes. But Cortez Kennedy has a very interesting story that uh, we want to discuss here. Because Cortez was uh, raised in a a small town in uh, Wilson, Mississippi County. And where he was raised by his mother, Ruby, and his stepfather, Joe Harris. There was not very much to do in that town. Uh, so Kennedy, he turned to play football, and he became a star defensive player at Rivercrest High School. His promising career nearly ended when he was a sophomore because he had to leave the team because of academic ineligibility. Yeah, he was having a little bit of trouble in school. And so he was uh, had to force to leave the team, and his mother did one of the wisest things probably ever in his life. As his teammates traveled to go play in the state championship game, he was at home. His mother sent a postcard that said, wish you were here from the state championship game. Now that made him really drive to do better academically. And he raised his academic standing. And by his senior year in 1985, he led the Rivercrest Colts to the Arkansas 3A state championship. What a great story uh, to have on uh, Mr. Cortez Kennedy. And he was a great player in the NFL as well. You have to be to make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But he had eight Pro Bowls under his belt. And he was drafted in 1990 by the Seattle Seahawks. Played with that same team through the 2000 season. It's a right defensive tackle. Uh, He had 58 sacks in his career, 569 solo tackles, 11 forced fumbles, and 167 games played. And like we said, his college that he ended up going to Uh, Maybe we didn't say this. Northwest Mississippi Community College. And then he played for the U, 
Miami, Florida Hurricanes. So uh, six foot three, 305 pounds, Cortez Kennedy, our first one going on our list of top 10. And uh, we'll, we'll come back to him in uh, a little bit, we'll talk. But Richard Dent, you know, we said we were gonna say a little bit about him. Uh, we talked quite a bit about him in our uh, Jersey number nine series. And he's also in the Hall of Fame, four Pro Bowls, 137 and a half sacks, 671 solo tackles, 37 forced fumbles, 203 games. Uh, of course, the great Chicago Bear for most of his career, 1983 to 1993. San Francisco for a year, Chicago back in 1995, and then stints with Indianapolis and Philadelphia to close out his career. Hear more about him in our uh, previous show, the Jersey Number 95s. Uh, he, he wore 96 for one season in 1996 as a member of those Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so uh, Clyde Simmons is our next player that we want to have some chats about here. And Clyde, he was another very interesting story. In 1991, the Philadelphia Eagles defense, they finished the season ranked top in the league, number one in terms of the fewest yards allowed overall. And versus the run and versus the pass, you know, top dog, nobody better. As much, the Eagles became only the fifth club in NFL history and the first since 1975 to accomplish this rare triple. In addition, the Eagles defense led the NFL in sacks and fumble recoveries and tied the lead in total takeaways. Five members of that defense are represented in the AFC-NFC Pro Bowl that year. Of course, the great Reggie White, the defensive end. Clyde Simmons, our topic today. Jerome Brown and linebacker Seth Joyner. And they were joined uh, as starters, while cornerback Eric Allen also made the NFC squad as a reserve. And the selection of White, Simmons, and Brown, well, that marked only the sixth time in NFL history that three defensive linemen from one team were elected to the Pro Bowl. Now, most people believe in 1992, that was Clyde Simmons' best year when he recorded 19 sacks in that season. So, you know, just a, a brilliant uh, career that he had. You know, 19 sacks in one season. That is just unbelievable. Not only did Clyde play for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, for eight seasons, he played two years with the Arizona Cardinals, two with the Jacksonville Jaguars, two with the Chicago Bears, and one final year, I'm sorry, one year in Cincinnati. He went back to Chicago for two final years, 1999 and uh, 2000. Uh, so that was his stint in Chicago, I'm sorry. Uh, but he ended up having two Pro Bowls and two All-Pros in his great career. 121 and a half total sacks, 914 solo tackles, and 236 games played. Great long career. Uh, came out of Western Carolina College. And uh, just a brilliant player Clyde Simmons was as well. And uh, so he will be definitely in our... Uh, talk when we get down to our deliberations for top 10. Now Gary Walker, another great defensive tackle, defensive end. He came into the league in 1995 as a member of the Houston Oilers and then went to Tennessee with that team. So he was with that franchise from 95 through 98 to finish in Tennessee there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars picked him up in 99 and he played there through the 2001 season. And then he went back to the city of Houston, only this time with the Texans, a member of that franchise, 2002 to 2005. He had 46 and a half sacks during his career, 319 solo tackles in 155 games, nine forced fumbles, made it into two Pro Bowls. Gary Walker, defensive end. Uh, Carlos Dunlop, a, a player that's uh, played very recently, 
defensive end. Uh, most uh, notably of the Cincinnati Bengals, came in the league in 2010 and was with that team in through the 2019 season. Uh, and sorry, played a little bit in 2020. Then they were he was traded to the Seattle Seahawks last season and is with that squad, the Seahawks defense, uh, this year. And he is wearing jersey number eight this year, though. So, but all his years in Cincinnati, those 11 years, he was number 96. Uh, 43 with the Seahawks last year. Now with the numbering uh, restrictions open up, he's jersey number eight. So a fascinating uh, number change for him. So far in his career, 87 and a half sacks, 336 solo tackles, 20 forced fumbles. Man knows how to get the ball out of the hands of runners. And 167 games played, two Pro Bowls for Carlos Dunlop another great player that we will put into consideration for our top 10. Next up, how about Adalis Thomas, uh, the great uh, Baltimore Raven, 2000 through 2006, and then a New England Patriot from 2007 through 2009. Brilliant career for him, 53 sacks overall, 4 and 11 solo tackles, uh, two Pro Bowls, one All-Pro, and a one-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, great uh, linebacker, defensive end, uh, played with those teams. Two great uh, teams he was on there for sure with great defenses. Uh, Alex Brown, the great defensive end. He played with the Chicago Bears from 2002 through 2009 and then was stint with the New Orleans Saints as a left defensive end in 2010. 45 and a half sacks during his career, 346 solo tackles, 143 games, no Pro Bowls or all pros. Alex Brown, though, very good player indeed. Sean Jones, another uh, defensive end. He played with the uh, Raiders uh, for his first four years, 1984 through 87, and then went to Houston to play with the Oilers from 89 through 93 in a Green Bay Packer, 94, 95, 96. Uh, he ended up winning a Super Bowl with those Green Bay Packers and made it to one Pro Bowl, were 96 uh, for uh, about nine seasons, uh, did uh, Sean Jones, great player there. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, another defensive tackle, uh, wore 96's entire career, and he played with the New York Jets from 2011 through 2017, and then with the Green Bay Packers in 2018. Uh, he had one Pro Bowl to his credit, 44 and a half sacks, 245 solo tackles, 11 forced fumbles, 108 games for Muhammad Wilkerson. You know, it's just a tremendous players that we get to talk about here today. Uh, James Hall, another fantastic defensive lineman that uh, he ended up playing with the Detroit Lions uh, from 2000 all the way to 2006 and then was uh, with St. Louis Rams uh, for about uh, five seasons after that. Finished up his career 2011 with St. Louis, uh, 63 sacks. 424 solo tackles, 15 forced fumbles, 165 games, no all pros or Pro Bowls uh, for Mr. James Hall, but a great player nonetheless. Brian Robinson's our next player up. Defensive end, Minnesota Vikings drafted him in 2007. He stayed with the team through the 2017 season. War 96 his entire career, 60 sacks, 207 total tackles, uh, solo tackles, uh, three, 13 forced fumbles, 173 games. No all pros for Mr. Brian Robinson. Good player there. Brent Williams, another fantastic player. Uh, he had a, a few years with 96 on. As a matter of fact, eight seasons with New England Patriots, 86 through 93, 94 and 95 with the Seattle Seahawks, 96 with the New York Jets to finish up his career. 45 and a half sacks, 472 solo tackles, two forced fumbles, 147 games. No all pros or Pro Bowls uh, for Brent Williams. 
But Brent Williams has a kind of an interesting story here that we want to make sure we share with you because um, he was a great player. Very interesting story on Brent though, because sports were not his number one priority. His mother imposed upon him that hard work in the classroom uh, was very important. So Brent was accepted into the National Honor Society as a sophomore in high school. This is a distinction. Normally it's only eligible for high school students in their junior year, uh, maybe their senior year. He went through college, studied hard, and then when he made it into the NFL, with the exception of few do, he ended up going into the internship program while still there in the league. And there he was able to gain some great uh, knowledge of business. And he set him up for his future after football because he chose finance as an internship. And he ended up working with Smith Barney for three years. And he uh, ended up going all the way up to the top of the rungs of the ladder of a financial institution, has done very well. Uh, currently, he is a vice president of uh, Smith Barney, I believe, and just a fantastic story of Mr. Brent Williams. Uh, you know, he was a great player on the football field, but uh, when he, what he did after football and setting himself up by the hard work and the advice of his mother is a lesson to us all. You know, always listen to mom, for one, and uh, always be prepared to have a, a backup plan when your athleticism dwindles as uh, H catches up with you. Father time wins all his battles. Remember that. Well, I think uh, we're that's probably the most substantial players and their stories uh, that we could talk about with the jersey number 96s. And tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. I think we're going to choose only five, sort of like what we did in the beginning of this series. Uh, because uh, the players, you know, there's a lot of uh, good players, but the great ones are who we want to capture. We already put Cortez Kennedy, Hall of Famer, on our list. We're going to put Richard Dent, even though he wore the jersey for one season, Richard Dent is going on that list. Clyde Simmons, we talked about him quite a bit. He is going on that list. Uh, Gary Walker, another one. Going on our list, of, and Carlos Dunlop will be our fifth of our top five uh, jersey number 96s uh, in NFL history. We know this list will build as the years go on, and some of these other players will come about and uh, make raise up in the ranks here. We'll get some new players in, some new blood, some more people will be wearing that 96 and do them proud and get that Hall of Fame, get their bronze bust in there. We're quite sure of that. So thank you for joining us once again on this Jersey uh, football by numbers, greatest NFL players by Jersey number. And we hope you're enjoying this series because it has been very popular and uh, hope that you will join us back next week. We'll get into the 97, 98 and 99 is going to be coming up in weeks to come. Uh, we have a lot of great uh, other shows coming up in the series on it. We're going to have our early pro football teams. Uh, we're going to bring you some more officiating history and uh, talk about a whole lot more of football history. So catch us on the sportshistorynetwork.com or your favorite podcast provider or our website, our home for football, the portal of positive football history, pigskindispatch.com, all of our podcasts are there, all of our blog posts and uh, our great search engine there. Uh, if you go on pigskindispatch.com in that search box, you can search just about anything you want in the game of football and names and something should pop up in there. And if not, give us your feedback. Pigskindispatch at gmail.com. And if you see think of anybody else maybe we should have had on this list for the jersey number 96s, let us know about that too. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your listenership. And we appreciate your loyalty. Till tomorrow, everybody. Have a great Gridiron Day.
At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.